Hi everyone, welcome to We Should Play. This is a show where we all play through a game every month and talk about our different experiences with it. And this month we are playing Alan Wake Remastered. We would love for you to join in on the conversation, so if you have not played Alan Wake chapters 1 and 2, go play and come back and chat with us. I'm Nina and I'm joined by Sue and Brian today. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about Alan Wake. Obviously horror games are not my favorite games. I actively try to avoid them as much as possible, but I do like a good story, so I am intrigued. Uh, I'm Brian Stevie. I passively like horror games. I love to play them. I like to get scared, but then also I hate playing them simultaneously, and I love third-person shooters, and uh, I love narrative experiences, so this game was uh, pretty right up my alley. I'm, like, kind of in between you guys, so I hate horror. I, I hate being scared. I don't understand what's so fun about that. Absolutely hate it, but I love story, like Sue does, and I do like shooters like Brian does. However, I do think like the mechanic of like a third person shooter does throw me off like when I'm first getting into the game. We are gonna start talking about Alan Wake Remastered, which came out this past year in 2021. But this is a remastered version of Alan Wake, which came out on the Xbox 360 in 2010 by Remedy Entertainment. Uh, there is now like a very expansive universe that Alan Wake lives in. Um, Remedy has made uh, Max Payne and more recently Control. And I know that people who played Control had talked about, you know, not knowing who Alan Wake was and having to go back and replay this. So we're about to jump into the discussion of the storyline for episodes one and two of Alan Wake. Here's your final spoiler warning so that we don't ruin the story for you at all. We would hate to do that. So we want you involved in the discussion. So join us on Discord, play the game, come back and comment here on this video um, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. All right, so in this game, you play as Alan Wake, a writer, kind of someone with a little bit of a writer's block for the past couple years after his last big hit. So his wife, unbeknowingly to him, is taking him on a retreat for a little bit to try to help him relax, unwind to the town of Bright Falls, which it kind of reminds me of Maine a little bit. And while we're there, some strange kind of uh, supernatural, mysterious things start happening, kind of something similar to like something Alan Wake would write. While we're at this cabin, his wife mysteriously goes missing after a blackout. There's these mysterious shadowy creatures, almost like shadow forms of local villagers and people around the town that are showing up and trying to kill Alan Wake. The elements of light and shadow play a huge role as you're using your flashlight and other weapons and elements to expose their weakness and then you're able to finally take them out. But along the way you're finding these mysterious little manuscript pages which kind of tell you what is about to happen in the game and somehow Alan has wrote these himself. He doesn't have any recollection as to where or how he wrote them. So you have to solve this mystery of who kidnapped your wife, where is she, how can you save her, what are these manuscripts, who are all these shadow monster creatures, and how can you get your wife back? And uh, that's kind of where we hop in. So starting with episode one, we are kind of dumped into the story where we, our first goal is to run to a lighthouse. Powerful opening scene, because I think it really struck the right chord, like giving you the mood that you're gonna feel the whole game. And I, I had my headphones going, so I was hearing all those ominous sounds. Mm -hmm. uh, as you start running down the pier and you kind of look over your shoulder and see that tornado whirling after you, I don't know if it's just me, because I do have a like a vivid fear of like twisters, but that was like <laughs> actually sending chill to like my back. 
I remember looking at the tornado and thinking I should run into that, and I tried. <laughs> Did you? But it didn't do anything. It oh. didn't do anything. So I was like, okay, fine. Oh, I gotta no. go through the <laughs> I, I love that it's kind of like that whole like screenwriting element of like start late, end early, where it's almost like you feel the beginning is almost like the end of an adventure mm-hmm. from like a, another movie, if you will. It did kind of set the tone for what we're going to be experiencing, the supernatural elements, the light and shadow, the gameplay. I think it did really cohesively. The soundscapes right after that was like a lot of cutscenes, a lot of just like setting the stage of Bright Falls. So like, I feel like if you didn't have that up front, it would have felt like a really slow beginning to that game. So that, that almost gives you like lots of action, cool stuff happening. And then we move into the slow part and the exposition, and it kind of gives that a longer pass to let that breathe. You have a really good point. If it started off on the boat ride, because immediately afterwards you're on the ferry and you're making your way to Bright Falls, I, mm, it would have been a lot sleepier. It took me, I think, about till halfway through chapter one to get the hang of the controls. Did you guys have issues with that? The, the thing I had the biggest issue with control-wise was, like, there's no, like, stamina meter, so I had a hard time gauging, like, how long I can run for and how long it takes to reset and then like the dodge, your dodge button is the same as your sprint button. So it was like weird. I kept like dodging every time I had to run. I'm just like this running into objects and stuff. But, oh um, yeah, 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 that happened to me all the time. Yeah, you're just stumbling about, and I think you slow yourself down a little when you dodge. It's this like weird lumbering motion. So yeah. I was in the same boat where I was trying to sprint. I kept like, da, 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 da. I was like a football player trying to tackle somebody with nothing in front of me. Okay, so I'm assuming both of you played on controller. Yes. Did you play okay. PC? So I thought that you might. So I played on <laughs> keyboard. Which you I do. To be you typically do play on keyboard. <laughs> so once we have found the lighthouse, we wake up in the car with our wife, Alice. We are going to go pick up our keys to the house where we're staying. And so we go to the diner. Welcome to the Oh Dear Diner. Hi, I was wondering if you could help me. I'm looking for... Mr. Wake. Alan, wake up. <gasps> I am your biggest fan. Which I I have a problem with immediately because (laughs) really, really that Rose has a cutout of Alan Wake. In the diner. In the diner? (laughs) In the diner. That they allowed her to put a cardboard cutout of this man. And coincidentally, he's visiting this small island. Things are not adding up. And that coffee shop. In that Pacific coffee shop. Also, cardboard cutout in a coffee shop is such a weird thing. <laughs> and, and it would be one thing, too, if, like, it was, like, a new book. But apparently that cutout, like, he hasn't written a book in, like, in two, two years. years. He yeah. hasn't written a book in two years. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And I love Rose. That's the thing. Rose is a... It, she appears later in the game, so... There's only a few residents in this small town, so the cool thing is that you do get to know them. And Rose does reappear in the game, and everyone is so mean to her. And the thing is, I actually do like Rose, despite her weird (laughs) obsession with this cardboard cutout. She's really cool. And everybody... (laughs) Alan Wake is so mean to her. Yes, he's so snarky about everybody who likes his writing. Yeah. Hi, Pat, it's Rose. Well, hello, Rose. What's on your mind? I know who that famous artist was. It was Alan Wake, wasn't it? He's my favorite writer. Excuse me, you've made your living off that. Also, he's walking into this lodge and he's going, Ugh, Rose, she's such an airhead. She was really (laughs) nice to you and she's only been nice. (laughs) 
She has she has been she, fighting her management to leave a cardboard cutout of you in the diner for two she, years. That thing is covered in like bacon grease, and she's fighting every day to keep it there. That was like my first hot take. I wrote down was Alan Wake's kind of a dick. <laughs> like, like he goes over even on the ferry ride. The guy's like, "Oh man, such a great man. I'd love to have you like call in or come by." And I'm here on vacation. That will be our question of the day for our viewers. Do you think Alan Wake is a dick, or do you love him? Uh, where where do you stand on this issue? I feel like we're all very strongly opinionated that we don't like Alan, um, just because he's so unnecessarily mean. I don't hate him. I just think that if I was his friend, I would take him aside after some of those conversations and like, do you know how you're coming off? Like, yeah. someone needs to really be upfront with him. When you run, when when Alan meets the old woman in black at the diner when he goes in, like it's just so blatant, like. It might, it might as well have just been a man with an evil mustache just twirling it and cackling in the dark. And so he's like, huh, thanks for the keys, lady. But I don't know, she just, I just loved her creepy vibes. <laughs> just her, what apparently is subtle to Alan Wake, but is definitely not subtle. She's like, oh, I'll come by and check on you later. Yes. <laughs> I insist. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go to Cauldron Lake and also take this apple with you, Snow White. I mean, Alan. <laughs> Yeah, they really went over the top with her and made her look as creepy as possible. It's so yeah, we found our BBEG for sure. <laughs> we actually first meet her at the coffee shop while we're trying to find Stucky to give us the keys to the house where we're supposed to stay. And she gives us keys. We leave with our wife, Alice, and Stucky runs out of the coffee shop. You forgot your keys. Ooh, that was such a good little, like, plot twist thing. Because at the moment when you take the keys, you assume these are the keys that you were intended to get. And the fact that Stucky still has them, where are you going? It's really starts setting you up like, oh, this game's going to be fun. This is, you're, we're already yeah. in it. She looked creepy, but she was dressed in mourning clothes. She had mm -hmm. the veil over her head. I thought maybe, oh, her husband died recently. I would have taken the keys. I would have take. I would have trusted her. I think I, I'm on Alan Wake's side on that one. I don't think so I would have. I would have gone directly to Rose. Yeah. Like, do you know this woman? She gave me directions <laughs> and keys to this house in the middle of nowhere. Can I trust her? How often do old people trick other people? I don't think. I I think they're very trustworthy. <laughs> so I would trust. I would trust. Just. Her. Any elderly person can just trick Sue. <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> that I trust old people inherently. Why would they trick me? I mean, sure, I trust old people. I don't trust old people that popped out of nowhere while we're in, like, a dark, like, back room. Or maybe yeah, you didn't also, notice her. Maybe you didn't notice just her. Standing, why is she just standing? It's like the hallway <laughs> lights are out. She's just standing there in the back thought, corner in complete darkness. I thought those were the bathrooms. I thought she was standing outside the bathrooms. Yeah, but where Old did, person where leaving did, where a bathroom. did she come from? That's the <laughs> bathroom! <laughs> she came from the bathroom. I really don't... I think we're being harsh on her. I would have taken the keys. I would have trusted her. I feel like, I don't know, old people don't trick young people. That's a rule. Old people don't trick young people. It's a law. <laughs> so if we were in a horror movie, Sue would be the first to die is what we're saying. <laughs> That's what we've learned today. So you folks in the big city might want to look up every once in a while, see those stars winking down at you. It gets pretty dark out here, but they'll light your way. What do you guys think of the, the lodge? Is it relaxing or is it creepy? Uh, I thought it was nice. <laughs> It looked like I would like to go there. You're just completely isolated, desolate, just nothing but nature around you. Sounds like a nice, like, go get away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really did. It looked like a really cool Airbnb. Um, I don't think there'd be anything to do, though, so I would have picked a better vacation. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little harsh on Alice. I don't know. You're, I mean, what are you going to do? You're in the middle of a lake. What do you get? Fish? Yeah, yes. fishing's fun. I feel like it was relaxing until it wasn't. Alice's screams when the lights go out is terrifying. And, like, I think the music and the sound effects throughout the whole game just absolutely fantastic because it puts you in that situation and it makes me so tense, especially as someone who doesn't like horror games. But we are, like, (laughs) down by the pier. We hear Alice screaming bloody murder and we run back up to the house. The lights are out um, and it seemingly looks like she fell into the water. It's I, I, I'm so glad you mentioned how the screaming was really terrifying. I, I know that voice actors can sometimes like go ham on that. Like video game screaming like never really scares me. This one really I could fear the terror in the voice. Gas station was my best bet. They'd have a phone I could use. It looked like a long hike through the forest to get there. This is about the part where we start, I think, getting into difficult gameplay. We're doing a lot of combat. So when I started, I kind of came from the viewpoint that, oh, I'm going to just outrun these things. Like every time I saw an encounter, I was like, okay, I'll outrun because clearly I have limited ammo and limited batteries. So I didn't want to, you know, take anything head on. That was a bad idea. I'm realizing in this game, you it really benefits you uh, to kind of stand up, like confront your enemies, kind of almost like line them up so you can shine your flashlight and shoot them at the same time. Like I was trying to line them up, but then inevitably like one would get behind you. So what I would do is I would just like, I would focus one down so I can like, um, you know, like where it shrinks and then just like stuns them and then they're vulnerable. I would do that. And then I would kind of run back a little bit, swirl around, kind of like make sure no one's behind me. I would kind of like back my wall, uh, put my back to a wall, flash my light out of them for like a split second and then it stuns them. And then I could just take them out from afar. Mm-hmm. What did you do, Nina? What was your master plan? Yeah, it's very similar to what I did. I would back myself up and basically I would just be walking backwards once I've got them mm. almost like sheep herding. <laughs> I would herd them into a group and then walk backwards <laughs> and then stun them with a the flashlight and shoot. So as you're making your way to the gas station, you enter this logging area where you have your first encounter with Stucky and you're like, oh, he's here now. And so you go into that little shack which is a super, super, super cool scene because then Stucky gets into the bulldozer and he literally bulldozes the shack off the cliff. It's awesome. and It's so cool so and so scary. It is. It's so scary. It's so loud, too. After we have defeated Stucky, or I guess Stucky in, like, shadow form, we really don't know what happened shadow to him. Stucky. We get to the gas station, we go through the garage to get in, and we find a phone. I call the police and tell them about our wife. And Alan is very adamant about not talking specifically about what happened in the forest because he doesn't want to come across as crazy, which honestly, same, I would do the exact same thing. Importantly, like after the sheriff arrives at the gas station, such a one of my favorite twists so far is that 
she, uh, she's like, there's nothing at Cauldron Lake. And so she drives you back to Cauldron oh, Lake yes. and you look at the lake and there's no island. And she's like, there hasn't been an island here since 93 or something like that. And it's just like, Ooh. <laughs> And now we have to figure out what happened to Alice. We have to find her. And that is kind of what kicks off episode two. And they have such a good cliffhanger and then when you go into like the next episode it's like previously on alan wake yeah and And the music the way they end the episodes too it's like the music is so good it kind of and the zoom out i think they do a zoom out too dramatic zoom yeah so we're at the police station we get a call on our cell phone from a kidnapper and he tells us to just Go outside to the back parking lot, climb through a broken fence, which is totally not sketchy at all. Um, We go through there, we look at the broken down car and find our wife's driver's license. Would you have told the police? You're right outside the sheriff's station. That's what I would have done. I would have said, hey, here's a clue. I just got this phone call. There is actual evidence. Can you help me find this person? I feel like you have to do it in like... I would be a little hesitant, though, because because he was saying you need to stop talking to the police. So he yeah. knows you're talking to the police and he's threatening you if you continue talking to the police. He's going to do something to your wife. So if then you start talking to the police, then he might do something to your wife. So I feel like you're in kind of a nutshell. I feel like you need to, like, be a bit more secretive in some way. Maybe, like, casually, like, write something. Like, assume that you're being watched mm-hmm. somehow. So you have to be, like write something down on a piece of paper casually or or something Mm -hmm. like that uh but i thought it was super weird that alan wasn't like prime suspect number one yeah oh yeah it's always the husband i would have arrested him so you have no recollection of the past week and your wife went missing at a cabin that's not really there yeah, we'll look into this. Thanks They're for all the They're very info. <laughs> like, like, trusting of him, which is crazy. It's, it's like Sue with the elderly. We'll see. We have now discovered <laughs> Sue's going to be first one out in our horror movie because she trusted that old yeah. woman. I will be second out because I'll go to the police and my kidnapper will just kill my wife. Um, Brian is the one who's still still alive in our horror movie. I'm still trying. We're going to find out what's going to take you down yeah. pretty soon, I'm sure. I swear. Oh, hey. Oh, my. Take it easy. Nobody move. Get your hands off of my client. Who are you? I'm Barry Wheeler, his agent. Can we notice that um, the way we get introduced Barry is not first by seeing his face, but by a zoom in on his ankle, <laughs> which I found yes. fantastic. His outfit <laughs> is on point, and I would definitely just wear that, like, on a daily Love basis. him. Love his outfit. I think his vibe is everything. It's just like... And and the way Alan talks to Barry, I was saying it all night. I kept I kept quoting Alan because he's like, Barry, 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 calm down, Barry, Barry. And so whenever Barry starts talking, I'm just like, Barry, Barry, stop, Barry. <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to make it to Lover's Peak because at that point, you're going to meet up with the kidnapper of your wife. And to do that, you have to hike up this massive mountain where you pass at least 30 signs that say Lover's Peak just around the corner. It's never around the corner. And so you cross the bridge and then you have to make it into the actual, I don't even know, it all looks kind of the same, but you just have to around the corner. Once you do, a big guy with an ax comes at you along with like three joggers and a normie. And the swarm is so intense that I died at least 
14 times. And I could not for the life of me make it through that section. I tried so much to cheat the game because I knew it was older and try to jump off the hill and into the next part because it was right there. I could see it. So I was like, maybe if I slide down the cliff like Breath of the Wild style, I can make it. The game would not allow me to do that. And I feel like in episode two, there was not as many opportunities to like pick up ammo and batteries and I would run out of things so fast. Like I got to a point where I just kept dying walked all the way back up the the ramp to get to Barry and like had to retrace my steps to go find things which is where I found that I missed a cave with like flash and like a shotgun and that that really helped after dying like six times I never found that cave I had to continue onward and I did run out of ammo multiple times (laughs) I normally don't like to explore and try to find all the collectibles but I found the the pages the for the manuscript was really cool because it's a really cool element where you're it's oh it it reminds me of like back in the day when you used to have like those strategy guides for a game like Mm -hmm. I remember playing Resident Evil 4 and I was like I really want to play this game and I'm really terrified at the same time so I'm going to just, you know, take a peek at, like, what's coming around the corner. Oh, there's this giant zombie with a chainsaw coming at me in the next chapter. Yeah. And you would know, but it would still make it terrifying. And I feel like it's that same kind of experience when you play Alan Wake. Because the manuscripts, it's like Destiny is already written kind of thing. And he's already written what's going to happen. So it's like, yeah, I walked up to this one part and these guys came after me. And so I'm like, oh, well, I know that's going to be coming. So I kind of, like... I, I was exploring to find a lot more of those, which I don't normally do. So my strategy was knowing that all these big bad guys and there's going to be these large clusters coming up, mm-hmm. I used nothing but the flashlight and the handgun. And then when I got to a point like where Sue got stuck, I'd be like, all right, flare gun, boom, one shot, everyone's dead. And I just, <laughs> just do, 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 just casually walk up to the next one. All right, so Brian was just breezing through the game. Okay, good to know. <laughs> good to know. Wasn't a challenge. It was challenging, though. It was challenging. It wasn't a total breeze. You're in the woods, and you're hunting down your wife's kidnapper, and you see this beautiful little sparkle on the ground, and for a brief moment, the thought power-up crosses your head, and then you yep. go to collect it, and you step into a bear trap? Why would you do that? It why would you make a bear trap sparkle? Terrible. It was the worst. Like, why does it look like every other collectible, but shinier? Obviously, yeah. I'm going to go walk to it. And then uh, this bear trap snaps. Bear. Yeah. So did everybody step in the bear trap, the I first did. bear trap? Yeah. yeah, I was okay. like, ooh, shiny, what's this? And just stuck my hand right in it and just, I was like, oh. I'd have to get the car from the locked garage. It would get me back to Barry faster. And the headlights were a welcome bonus. The controller was the worst when you were driving. That was when it was the worst. I don't know what was going on. I couldn't back up. The camera would automatically shift behind me. That whole part should have been super fun. It was near yeah. unbearable because of how terrible the controls were. I, I had no issue at all with the car. I, I I thought it was fun. I was running guys over. It was a little hard to like line them up at times, but he just kind of just like keep them dead center and just center mass and just ram them. Could they could they actually pull you out of the car or something? I was actually thinking. I got very yeah. nervous when they started approaching the car because. I was feeling like I was maniacally laughing and then I got very nervous like, oh no, is, are they going to Grand Theft Auto me and just shove me out of this car? <laughs> I got stuck on this ramp and they all swarmed the car, oh, started my. beating it up 
And Alan just, like, casually walks out of the passenger side of the car, like, oh, this is fine. I'm like, it's not fine. They're swarming around the car, and he just starts walking down the road. Like, you do you, Alan. Alan. Alan should really work out. His sprint is awful. I I would say it's one of the worst sprints I've ever seen, just because I... Yes! What is it, like, two seconds of running? Two seconds of running and then you give up? You're about to die. You're surrounded by dark present zombies. He's tired, okay? Give him a break. He's, He's tired, man. Tired. He's tired. Did you see how far he had to run? Not very far. I feel I, I could have ran that. Farther. I could run that too. <laughs> I feel I'm faster than Alan Wake. Making it back to the cabins and, and seeing where Barry's been the whole time uh, leads to a very interesting encounter with some birds. I have thoughts mm-hmm. about those birds. <laughs> do you have thoughts on these birds? I think they are the worst character. I hated that. <laughs> a flock of birds is a worst is the worst. It was character. awful. Yeah. <laughs> the the birds. birds. So Barry is trapped inside the house, and he's just standing there, like in the doorway. He's like, "Help me from these birds!" And we have to. He's so cute. I'm like. <laughs> I think I also didn't really know how to defeat the birds. I was like, do I shoot them? Or, like, what? Yeah, I wish there was, like, a little lead-in to what you're supposed but to do. But you're supposed to shine your flashlight or your flare gun or um, your flare sticks. Like, you're supposed to do anything with light, and then they just kind of, like, disintegrate and fall out of the sky. Uh, but I definitely hated that because I never knew where the swarm of birds was coming from. Like, I would just be standing there, like, with my flare, like, where are you? And then they would come from behind. Yeah. It was awful yeah. I, I think i hated that, that part. sound like, effect too the sound effect of those yeah. birds does, doesn't sound bird like at all it's the least bird like sound and it's horrible it, i was literally just flashlight in the air and spinning in circles waiting for them to come and then yeah and I then think... hit them but yeah i wish they had like a cut scene yeah. maybe like like to lead into it where like you see uh one of like i guess called packs of birds flocks, flocks. Uh, a murder i believe yeah, it's murder called crows. a murder, murder of crows, of crows <laughs> uh, i believe <laughs> the murder of crows like if you see like one group of them flying down and like alan wake has to like jump yeah. out of the way or something like that just to set the tone for like oh they're gonna come in little tiny swarms or little murders mini murders mini, mini murders. murders i feel like is that the correct mini murders <laughs> <laughs> But I hated the fact that I didn't know what to do at first. I definitely died um, trying to figure it out. But there is a very, like, it's, it's like three seconds in episode one where Alan has to shine the flashlight at the birds. It's so short, and it's right at the beginning. Uh, and, like, the game says, oh, shine your flashlight at the birds. And it didn't happen for like hours after and then you're hit with this bird battle i don't remember it it, it was like wow. it's not even like that big because i didn't even really shine my flashlight at that point you th- it's a little bread yes it's, it's like, like oh you could fight you can shine your flashlight at birds to like shoot them away but at like it was it was honestly like three seconds and i just sprinted past them i didn't try to fight them and so when you're like met with this battle with the birds at the at the end of episode two it kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere but i do remember the game does like tell you in the tutorial how the mighty have fallen i actually found the bird part to be the easiest part of the game i could have shot those birds out of the sky with my eyes closed i was bored i was just very happy to see barry again bird encounter was easiest encounter for me wow 
Round of applause for Sue. <laughs> Once we get into the cabin, Barry's super happy to see us. We're happy to see him. Then he gets a call from Rose saying, hey, Alan, I found all your manuscript pages. And Barry's like, awesome. And then they get into the ca car and they're like, we'll be there in an hour. And then we're like, all right, this is taking a shift. And then we see Rose is actually standing next to the haunted older woman who gave uh, us the keys at the beginning, implying that darkness awaits in chapter three as well. Welcome to, to the Odia Diner. Yeah, that's like definitely a voice acting thing that was like spot on because she sounds so different than, you know, in yeah. episode one when you hear her and she's so excited to see Alan and she's like fangirling. And then at the end of episode two, she's got this robotic voice and like super calm. Mm -hmm. Um and I thought it was weird because you, you don't see her yet. You just see Barry on the phone and then it cuts to her on the phone with like this old lady in like the black clothes just standing yeah. there. And I think she said something like, uh, that's a good girl or something. And it's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, that is creepy. Uh, that would have been Sue in this. That would have been Sue. She would have been like, yeah, that's Alice a good girl now. Eat these other I think overall, I I think that we've we've gotten so many like clues as to what the bigger story is. I think it is enticing enough to keep going. And like we were saying, it's like a TV show where they show like that last clip that ends on a cliffhanger and you just want to know what happens next, especially, especially like episode two with seeing Rose on the phone. Like, I need to know what happened. Obviously, it solidifies a little bit more that the old lady is kind of behind some stuff and there's some shady things going on. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to jump into episode three. I had to restrain myself playing it because I, I wanted to just go into episode three and see what happens next. But I like that it's creepy. This game does a really good job with audio voice acting and kind of like immersing you in the story. So those are my final thoughts. I, I definitely want to give this like, I'll say an eight out of 10 because I'll dock points for combat getting a little repetitive. I am excited for episode three. I do want to see what's happened. Summarizing my experiences from the first two episodes, I would have to agree that combat is getting a little tedious. So I'm really hoping chapter three switches that up. I know they, they've done a little bit of it before. They've, they, with the car thing and with the, you know, like a, introducing new weapons and things like that. I'm hoping for more of a switch up. I am very much into the story. That's what's pulling me along. So I will give it a seven, but I'm very hopeful that we can up that score with the next few episodes. Um, the combat is the thing that's, that's bringing it down. Yeah, I think story, world building is phenomenal. Soundscape. Uh, I think I'm lined up pretty closely with Nina on this one. I'd also give it like an eight. Um, a couple like... You know shiny bear traps away from being like an 8.5 or a 9 um but definitely very excited for chapter three see what unfolds and i'm really just loving this episodic nature of the game it's really fun so i'm ready for episode three we're all gonna play episodes three and four to discuss next week so make sure you check out the description box for links to our discord subscribe to the channel uh give us a like leave us a comment of what you think of episodes one and two of alan wake remastered have you played the original are you excited to play this one uh what do you think is going to happen next if you haven't um and remember to answer our question of the day in the comments is alan wake an unlikable character or not let us know what you feel and we'll see you next time in part two